In this week's Parsha, Parsha's Vayishlach, we learn about how Yaakov Avinu, after spending 20 years in Choron, and after he gets married there and has the Shvatim, has their children, returns back to Eretz Kenan, Eretz Yisrael, the land of his father Yitzchak. And after he comes back, so it says Yitzchak passes away, and then it says that Esav, Yaakov's brother, um, takes his wives and his children, his sons and his daughters, and all of his belongings, and leaves the land because of Yaakov, his brother. And he goes off to live elsewhere in Seir. And Rashi tells us, the Pasuk tells us, why did he have to leave? It says because Yaakov came, and now there was a tremendous amount of cattle and livestock, and there wasn't enough place for both of them to remain there. And that's why he left and went elsewhere. But then Rashi says that there's a deeper, more hidden reason, and Rashi brings from the Medrash. Then the Medrash says that Esav says, I want to leave because coming, living in Eretz Yisrael, living in this land, is going to come with a price. After all, Hashem promised the land of Israel to our grandfather Avraham a couple of parshas ago in Parshas Lech Lecha, And Hashem told Avraham Vir that that your children will first have to be strangers in a land that doesn't belong to them 400 years, and then they'll come back and then they'll inherit this land of Eretz Yisrael. Meaning, Eretz Yisrael, the inheritance of the land, comes with a price of a couple hundred years of being exiled in a different land. Says Esav, you know what, I'm not interested in paying the price. I don't need to, uh, I'd rather not inherit Eretz Yisrael, and I'd rather not have to be um, a stranger in a land that's not mine, and therefore he picks himself up and he leaves Eretz Yisrael. He says, "This is not my land," and that's that. That's what Rashi says from the Medrash, which raises a very interesting question. After all, what was the price you'd have to pay for Eretz Yisrael living elsewhere for a period of time? So, what is Esav saying? Now, I don't want to do that. And what does he do? He goes and lives elsewhere. So he too moved out of Israel. What's the big difference? if you're going to live elsewhere in one place or in a different place. Or to ask the question in different words, if the price for living in, for inheriting Eretz Yisrael is to live elsewhere for X amount of years, well, Esav did live elsewhere for X amount of years. So why shouldn't he inherit the land of Israel? In other words, what's, what's the deeper idea here that Esav is saying, I don't want to pay the price of living elsewhere, and therefore he goes ahead and lives elsewhere? How is he avoiding paying that price and the Rebbe gives a very fascinating but very powerful answer to this question. And he says, it's not just about living elsewhere. When Hashem told Avram that your descendants will live elsewhere for 400 years, he says, they will be strangers in that land for 400 years. And what Hashem was saying is, if you want to inherit Eretz Yisrael, and I want to, I want to give you the gift of Eretz Yisrael, the price to pay is that when you're not here, you feel like a stranger in the place that you will be. And then when you'll feel like a stranger in the place that you will be, be for X amount of time, 400 years in that case, then when you'll come here, this will be your home. And that's what Esav did not want. Esav said, wherever I live, I want to be at home there. I don't want to have to be a stranger and a foreigner elsewhere in order to inherit this place as my home. Let me just go elsewhere and I'll live there. I don't want to be a stranger or a foreigner in the land that I live in. And that's what Klal Yisrael did do. They spent 400 years outside of Eretz Yisrael feeling every day 
as foreigners. They don't belong where they are here because they're waiting to come back home. This message is not just for that story of those 400 years, but it's the message for Claudius Yisrael throughout the generations and for us today. We're in Golos. We're in exile already close to 2,000 years. Now, truth, the truth is, we can finish being in exile in one minute if we just decide that wherever we are, we're, we're at home. If we make peace, peace where, wherever we are and we feel complacent, we feel at home, then we're not in exile anymore because we found a new home. But no, we never did that and we never will do that. We know that Hashem promised us our land and it's not just a question of the physical land. He promised us a place of divine revelation with the Holy Temple, with the Beis Hamikdash, with our own Sanhedrin, our own, our own laws and so on and so forth. And he said, as long as you're not here, you're in exile. And by recognizing that you are in exile and by never feeling at home when you're not at home, that's how we're secure that we will ultimately come home. Just as Claudius Yisrael was told then that by making sure that for those 400 years that you're not in Eretz Yisrael, you do feel like a foreigner, then you'll come home. That's the story of Golos and Geula of exile and redemption as well. By remembering, constantly and consistently remembering that we are in exile and not making peace, so to speak, with the situation of exile, but rather davening every day as we do and yearning every day as we do to come back home to a place of Eretz Yisrael, to a place of Geula, a place of redemption and revelation. That's how we're secure that we will indeed come back to that place. This Shabbos, um, Klal Yisrael, specifically the uh, Hasidim throughout the world, celebrate the Hasidic Yom Tov of Yud Kislev. The day that the Alter Rebbe, the Balatanya, was released from prison after being in prison because of slanderous accusations. And yet, as the Rebbeim taught us, it wasn't just about slanderous accusations and a physical imprisonment. It was the teachings of Hasidus, the teachings of the esoteric parts of Torah that were be in question in heaven. Could they, should they be revealed in this world? And when the Alter Rebbe was exonerated and redeemed and Yuteski slave, that represents when the green light, so to speak, was given for the teaching, uh, the teachings and the revelation of Hasidus to Klal Yisrael. When we learn Hasidus, and when we learn it in a consistent manner, we're learning constantly every day and being reminded about the truths of godliness, how everything in this world is merely an expression of the divine light and the divine energy that keeps it in existence. Constantly learning and relearning and reviewing these ideas helps ensure that we never make peace, so to speak. We never call home a place that's only materialistic and physical. It helps keep alive within ourselves the knowledge that we're not at home until we have the full revelation of Hashem in this world, which will come very speedily through the coming of Mashiach, which is hastened through the learning of the esoteric parts of Torah. May it be uh, this Shabbos already that we celebrate together with Mashiach Sidkenu in Eretz Yisrael with the Beis HaMikdash Hashlishi. Have a wonderful Shabbos.